The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Positive Talk Radio. We are so happy. Uh, she was on the show with me on KKNW uh, last week, and I and I twisted her arm enough to get her to come back. So that no we, twisting needed. I appreciate that. So that we could continue our discussion, because I think this discussion that we're about to have is very, very important. And uh, I'm talking to uh, Shelly Mache, and uh, no, it's not Shelly Machete. Or it's any, not. You know, it's but, not. But I, and we, we had this discussion last time. We um, did. But she, she's an awesome lady. She has been, she's a, a certified uh, life purpose coach. She's an international speaker. Which means that you've been overseas and you've done the stuff in, in different places, huh? Let me tell you what's funny about that. I love being able to, to say that I'm an international speaker, but let me tell you what happened. I became an international speaker during the pandemic and I went to Hong Kong. I went to um, I went to Jam Jamaica. I went to the Bahamas. I went to several places overseas. And so I had an opportunity to be in that country while I was still here. So I was speaking to other in other countries right here on my on my own couch. But yet I have spoken in several countries now. And that is how I became international. But that is, you know, I'm, I'm a firm believer, quite honestly, I'm a firm believer that because of the pandemic, that I can't think of very many good things that happened because of the pandemic. But one of them is we're discovering a whole new way of getting information out. Yes. Yes. And I absolutely I loved it because um one one of the greatest ones was going to Singapore. It was so great. And I had an opportunity to learn all about, you know, culture and different things like that. I I had a great time there. It was wonderful. And, and the really <laughs> cool thing was you didn't have to fly 18 hours to get there. I saved a lot of money, you know. <laughs> Yes, indeed. And, and that, a lot of that is the cool that that was one of the coolest things to me ever that during a pandemic, I literally have spoken to these different audiences in these different countries. And I'm right there with you. And so for me, that probably has blown my mind. So one day I am very um, the gentleman who I connected with in Singapore. He's like, yeah, once this is over, I want you to fly out here so we can do this again. So that's going to be amazing. But just the opportunity to connect with so many people during the pandemic, that was one of the things that gave me, you know, that gave me lots of hope. You know, and really made me still feel connected because I had an opportunity to meet so many amazing people during such a, you know, such a difficult time in our entire in our entire world. You know, it's 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 been tough. 
is, is and but we're we're survivors. We're getting yes. through it, and uh, day by day, day by that's all you can do, as you know. And, yes, <laughs> and, and you're the author of a, of uh, several books. You've got seven days of happy. I like. That. Yes, seven it's seventy days, days of happy. Seventy yes. days of happy. Seventy. Yes, I want uh, you to be happy past them seven days. The, <laughs> if, I, if I could read properly, I would be in really good shape. Uh, life is better when you smile, and I, yes. I really like that. <laughs> thank you thank you that was my first book and that one was just so interesting to me because i don't remember if i if i shared this or not but that came off of the heels of doing a 90-day challenge and Tell me about the 90-day challenge what was yes that? the 90-day challenge was to not say anything negative for 90 days now mm -hmm. 90 days may not seem like a lot but let's break that down that's three months y'all <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is three Three months. Us, yeah, I know. Some of us can't make it 90 minutes. Th that's what I'm saying. And I'm pretty much a, a laid back person already, pretty happy. But I'm like, okay, I'm going to take this challenge and just see if I feel any different. And so I decided to go ahead and do this 90 day challenge. And what I, what I found is that even though there were some things that had happened in my life, you know, my car had gotten hit and just a couple of other little things, I found that, okay, when I chose to be more intentional and kind of pull pull the things that um that I could still still feel content about because I wasn't happy, but that I could still feel content about, it did make a difference in how I handled those things. So even though I was already a laid back, pretty happy person before, I was more conscious of things. And I wanted to take those simple things and put them into a book. Things that we just forget about. Just small things that really can bring us joy and happiness like a smile. Don't cost much. And by much, I mean nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't <laughs> and you are much. able, you're, and you're able to really not just change your perspective and how you look at things, but you can change somebody else. You know, it's interesting that you bring that up. I have to, I have to say this. Um, I am generally also a very happy person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I would have to be if I'm going to show, have, do a show called Positive Talk <laughs> Radio. I really should be. And but, but what I've discovered is that when you may wear a mask, like we've been wearing a mask that covers that covers your your mouth and and your nose, and people cannot see who mm -hmm. you are. They can mm -hmm. see through your eyes, but they can't see right. your smile and, right. and stuff. And so, consequently, I found that people's behavior towards me was different because I always smile at people. Mm -hmm. They couldn't see the smile, so they didn't respond wow. in a positive way to my smile because they couldn't see it. Wow! And and it's wow. interesting. It's interesting that, that that would be that would be the case. But it for for me it was like that they responded differently. It's like a cashier at a, at mm -hmm. a grocery store. I always say hi, how are you, and then have a smile for them. And uh, but when you can't smile, then they don't feel the need to right. smile back but and there and there's such a connection um in a smile it really is and i have found that there have really been times where i have deliberately said i'm going to make sure that i smile at people today again when you see me a lot of times i'm, I'm probably smiling anyway but i'm going to make a deliberate attempt because i don't know what people are going through 
And I remember with a cashier and they were, you know, I don't know if they just had a bad day. I don't know if they just didn't want to come to work that day. All these things happen. But I wasn't smiling at first because I was too busy, you know, getting my stuff and doing everything I need to do. But when I looked up, I made sure to smile at her and say, oh, hi, how are you? You know, good morning, whatever it was. And in that instant, she she lit up. And I'm just like, I don't know what you were going through that day. It takes nothing to just give a smile to someone, nothing at all. And so I writing that book, I really thought, wow, we miss the little things that bring so much joy to us. Absolutely. And and by the way, it all starts with a smile. Yeah, I, I think so. You know, I, I think that that's a one. It breaks the ice. It makes people feel better. You know, you can soften a, a mood. I, I think a smile does so many amazing things. It it really changes the energy, right? That, that is around people. And I if, agree. If you, have I a agree. Smile, it's it's like you are always smiling and you're always <laughs> laughing, and so consequently, the energy that you show people is a lot higher of a vibration than somebody who is a Debbie Downer and doesn't smile. And I really just feel like you know, in all honesty, life is tough, y'all. Life is tough. <laughs> There has to be something for us to smile about. And I just think it, it just helps us deal a little bit better. I believe laughter is amazing medicine. I do. So these are things that, that I live by. Before I even go to bed at night, I watch comedy. So um, I watch a sitcom at night because it just kind of brings my head down from the day. You know, I'm really busy throughout the day doing so many different things and um, people are pulling on me, you know, a lot of the day. And I just need that 30 minutes to an hour to just come down. And I find that popping on some living single that does it for me right now. <laughs> Well, but speaking of working hard, let's talk about your work a little bit, because what you're doing is you're working with predominantly women or yes. people who are acting like women that are, <laughs> that are that are in the time of their life of what I would call great transition. Mm hmm. Because they're they're in their third trimester, as I said earlier. That, that is so funny. <laughs> well, that you know, is you got your first 25 years where you're learning how to be a human and an adult and start uh, navigating through, you know, school and then starting your work. And then from 25 to 50, you're probably getting married, you're having kids, you're, you're organizing your house, you're raising people, you're cooking, you're cleaning, you're, you're doing all of that, all that, stuff. All that good stuff. And then the third trimester when you're and hopefully it's longer than till you're 75. So maybe then that, that leads into a fourth one. But but uh, then you, when you're in that one, your kids are now growing up. They're, they're leading yeah. their own lives. They're going you're getting, to, getting to be that empty nester. So, you know, I'm in that two and a half, you know, trimester. <laughs> <laughs> well, but you work a lot with women that are entering that that phase of of they've done a lot of stuff they've been mm -hmm. servants to everybody in life everybody except for themselves and that yes yes and um i i have an opportunity to work with with women who 
who are still raising their families. And then I have an opportunity to work with, with women who have raised their families. And both of them are looking for the same thing, but in a different way. You know, um, those of us who have adult children, we're going, okay, I've spent the last 20 something years, you know, being to someone else, doing for someone else. Um, a lot of times putting, putting the me on the back burner. So now they're gone or they're in college or whatever. So, okay, I'm this empty nester. Where are my passions at? You know, where's my purpose at? This is, this is my, my second, you know, second wind. And so there are women like me who are getting their second wind out there. And then I also have a wonderful opportunity to work with women who are right in the midst of it. You know, those who have a career, um, who have a family. And even in that, they're going, yes, I have an awesome career. Yes, you know, I have, I have this great family. Yes, I love my family. You know, some of them are married, some of them not. And they're still going, but guess what? I'm still trying to figure out who I am. I used to love to dance. I don't dance anymore. Uh, where's the self-care? I used to love to walk on the beach. I haven't walked on the beach in five years. How do I find me again? And so being able to work with those two sets of women, it I, I love it because I've been the first set. <laughs> I've been there. And so I know that that gets overwhelming. It gets frustrating. It gets tiring. And it doesn't take any of the love that you, you know, that you have away from, from your family, but you have to learn how to bring in the value of self again. And like I said, now I'm on the other side and I'm like, okay, you guys are, are gone now. You're doing your own thing. Okay. Shelly's getting her second win. Let's do this. You know, <laughs> I had, I, I was interviewing, well, it was actually a call in um, to one of the shows that I was doing on KKNW. And, and I thought of you because I was going, I need to get this woman to talk to Shelly because <laughs> When, when she calls in, she said, you know, I have a job. I'm 70 years old. I get Social Security. I can live off my Social Security, but I continue to work so that I can have some of the nicer things in life. Mm -hmm. But I'm not following my passion. I, right. I, I really want to follow my passion. What? When should I transition away from a job that she doesn't particularly like? Mm -hmm. The woman is 70 years old. And, and I said, my, my contribution to the conversation is don't wait, do it now. Do not. You don't know and when, you don't know when the expiration date. You don't is. know when you don't, time is ticking. Time is ticking and we don't know when it's going to stop. And so I tell people, why are we waiting until after we do something in order to find what we love? We need to stop the either or and begin the and. I can work my job and find my fulfillment because if I wait until the job is over, who's to say, you know, God forbid, but who's to say you're even going to live that long. You want to be able to live life. You want to leave this life empty, not live this life empty. I have another sad story for you. I, I, I was a bus driver for 12 years. I don't know that we talked about that. I think we talked a little bit about it. And one of the gentlemen that I worked with, his name was Hal. He was in the union and he was a officer in the union and he, he drove bus for like 20 years, 25. Mm -hmm. years. And he drove a lot. He drove 50 hours a week, 
sometimes 60 hours a week. And so consequently, he did not develop a strong home life. So what he mm-hmm. was going to do was he was going to retire. He retired at 64. He mm-hmm. saved enough money that they bought a mobile home or a motor home and they were going to travel around the country. And then that was how he was going to spend his retirement. He died a year and a half later. Exactly. So it told me that <laughs> don't wait. Follow Don't your because you've got to come and I love what you talk to people about because everybody has a contribution that they can make to this world. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's not one person here that was not given gifts, talent, passion, purpose. And a lot of times it gets meshed down because we have life. You know, I have to make a living. You know, um, you get married, you have children, your priorities change. And we believe that, oh, we'll get around to it. Or, oh, it, it'll still be there. Or, oh, I'll wait till my children are grown. Or, oh, I'll wait till we have time. I think I told you, I have been saying for, I don't know how many years that I wanted to go to Walt Disney World. I think I shared that with you. Yeah. And forever, I want to go to Walt Disney World. I want to go to Walt Disney World. And last year I was like, so how long are we going to talk about this? <laughs> When are you going to Walt Disney World, lady? And literally, we we got up and we went to Walt Disney World. And it was the most, it, it, you know, it was just the most freeing thing for me because it wasn't just about the trip. It was about me actually getting up and doing something that I have been saying forever. I want it to be a part of my life experience. The question is, what do you want your life experiences to be? And if you can give me a list of five things that you want your life experience to be, I can give you a plan to make sure that you hit every last one of them. Oh, that's cool. Is that kind of like your bucket list kind of thing? It, it is. It is. But what happens is we have a bucket list and, and I like to call it, you know, my life experiences because when I connect why I want to do these things and it doesn't have to be anything serious, but when I connect why I want to do these things, it really helps me imagine the experience that I'm going to get. When I connected um, going to Walt Disney World with the fact that I, I wanted to be with my family, I wanted us to laugh, hang out, you know, and do all this, it, it, it made a difference in the excitement. So I was ready for that experience. And so I always tell people, give me those five life experiences that you would love to be able to do versus, you know, calling it a bucket list. But because again, connecting the emotions and connecting why you want to do these things, it pushes you to actually live out that experience. And, uh, and live it out with um, gusto as it were. Absolutely. Because you're ready for it because you've imagined it because you've actually set yourself up for how, how phenomenal this is going to be. So now when you get there, you're going to make it. that phenomenal experience. (laughs) Now, don't get me wrong again. Life happens. It may not be perfect, but I bet you will take those things, even the things that are not so great, and you'll turn it into something that's still like, yeah, we got lost, but it was so fun. We turned on our favorite, you know, songs and we did this, this, this. Because when we desire the experience that we're, you know, that we're thinking about, we're just more prompt to push towards that. So if somebody would like to come and work with you, what is it that, that they kind of, what, what is, where's their, the hole in their life that you can help them understand and, and to fill it up? The hole is fulfillment. 
that is the whole that you've lost personal fulfillment because you've given so much of yourself to the outside that now you have no idea what fulfills the inside so it's that thing that's missing it's that passion and understanding and knowing that passion and filling those inner voids so that you can live the life that you dream about you don't have to keep dreaming about it let's connect those passions you don't have to wait until you're you're done working a, a 40-year job in order to enjoy life and enjoy experiences and to know who you've been called to be we connect those things together we first find out who do you say that you are tell me about yourself which a lot of times most of us start by telling about the titles i'm a wife i'm a mom i'm this some of that and then i go great awesome now tell me about you <laughs> That's where people get hung up. That's where they get hung up. And yeah, that's where yeah. a lot of the emotion comes in like, oh, wow, I'm not sure. And that's where we began to start breaking things down. And that's so, so needed because if you wait and I love, I love that you work with, with folks that are, they're not in that transition yet, but they're getting closer to that transition mm -hmm. and it really is helpful for them to to work with you because they can develop their passion while they're still working yes. while they still have their old stuff going on absolutely that gives them a direction that they can seamlessly move into what they yes. want to do later absolutely it's not an either or it's an and we don't wait for things to end before we begin us no you're gonna be with you forever and i do mean forever <laughs> You are not going anyway. anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, wouldn't you like to be somebody else sometimes, especially when you look at yourself in the mirror? Like, oh, crap. I'd like to like, be somebody else today. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but, then, you know, but I, you're, you're absolutely right. You know, and, and all of us have got stories. My father was. Absolutely. My father ended up was sitting on a couch because he didn't have a passion. He couldn't translate what he did as a career when mm -hmm. that was over. He worked for Nordstrom's. He was an executive. He was that guy that, oh, Mr. McDonald's coming. Mr. McDonald, oh, make sure. <laughs> get it together. Yeah, get Straighten it together. up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Then he retired and nobody called him Mr. McDonald anymore. See, and, we need a, and we need a transition from that, Kevin. They I, don't I'm tell happy. us that. But we need a transition and it doesn't need to be after they're no longer calling you Mr. McDonald. It needs to be why they why they still are so that you understand that my worth, my value and who I am is not wrapped up in Mr. McDonald. I, I wish you'd have met him. <laughs> you could have you could have helped him because, yeah, no, exactly. Because that he was all about his whole identity. And many of us are this way. Our yes. identity is wrapped up in who we think we are or the title yes. that we carry. The titles. And the and titles, yes. Yeah, it's just not that way. And and that was one of the things that had happened to me when I left um entertainment. I realized, oh wow, there's a lot of me that was wrapped up in the title and in the work. And so when that was gone and I was just, you know, just a housewife or just a mom trying to reconcile that going your your worth isn't tied up in that you're not just a mom you are a mom you know but that doesn't take away the fact that you have business savvy you're you're this you're that what what are we leaning on where's the value to us and that's where it's missing that's why you have so many 
women that I work with that are wonderful, amazing, successful, professional women, and they're still going into their bathroom crying every night going, I had, you know, I make a hundred thousand dollars a year. I drive this kind of car. I do this. I do that. Why am I depressed? Because you've forgotten who you are. And you're not honoring who you are. Exactly. You're honoring titles without honoring person. Because when you understand who you are as a person, and when you understand that titles come and go, positions come and go, it doesn't mean that it doesn't affect us. It doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt. It doesn't mean that we're not going to have to rework the plan. What it means is that who I am as a person doesn't die with that change. And and that's an important distinction to make. Because Absolutely. We're not going to be working our entire lives. And um, you shouldn't want to. No. I mean, that, that's just me. You shouldn't, or maybe that's me. You shouldn't want to just work, work, work all of your life. You should want to experience life. I mean, you know, we get it. We get this one chance. You should want to eat all the fine foods that you like. If you like food, eat it. <laughs> <laughs> Can you oh, no, eat you, the sandwich? Oh, no, 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 you can't do that. That would be... the. You you might you might be a little heavier than you you're supposed to be. You can't have that. You know, get a workout plan. <laughs> <laughs> well, and and it's it, you you're you're right, and I love I love what you do because you have graced the stage. You've been all you've been doing uh, writings. You've been uh, you've been on Fox. You've been on ABC. You've been on CBS, NBC. Um, you, you do get around, girl. <laughs> Hopefully a little bit more too. No. <laughs> yeah, you got you, and you're just you're just a kid. You got a long time to go. But, My, I, I I love I love the message of us as people understanding who we are, so that we can live the person that we've been created to be. I just really feel like when we learn how to do that, that's where true happiness comes in. Now let's talk about somebody that this is this message is resonating with, and I'm looking at your web page. Which, by the way, if you want to go to her web page, it's shellymache.com. Let me spell the last name for you because this could be a little bit of a challenge. E C H E T T E. That's M E C H E T T E. dot com. Yep, you got it. And Shelly's got two E's and two L's. I do. Which which is more than most. And, uh, <laughs> and but if somebody wants to schedule what you're what you call a master clarity call, yes. What, what happens during that call? During our master clarity call, what we're gonna do is we're gonna sit down and we're gonna unclutter some of your thoughts. We have so many ideas as people. And a lot of times we don't pursue those ideas because they're all jumbled. And so in this clarity call, we're going to go back and we're going to find out again, who are you? Tell me about yourself. And then we're going to discuss some of your ideas that you enjoy doing. What do you want to do? What's your short term goal? And if you had an opportunity to do anything in the world, what would it be right now? Not six years from now, not 10 years from now, because we want to get you a win now so that you can understand and see, hey, this is who I am. This is what I enjoy. And when I clear out my thoughts and make a proper plan, I can actually pursue those things that I'm desiring to do. We're going to talk about your passion. 
and find out is that a passion or is that a hobby and how do they relate to one another so we're going to break down those things and in those 30 minutes you're going to walk away with a three-step plan or idea of how to accomplish one of your passions do you find that there are a percentage of people that come to you when you say what's your passion they have no earthly idea um, uh, uh, probably a good 60%. And that's fine because that's what I'm here for. I'm a life purpose coach. So we're going to talk about the things that you enjoy and we're going to pull those things out of you. And some of those things that I would be talking about are in the freebie that I have, Five Powerful Ways to Discover Your Purpose. And one of those things is we're going to take it back to childhood. What did you do as a child that you could just spend like hours doing and you just enjoy? I don't care if you say to me, I like playing in puddles because we look and we go, okay, well, you 30 now. Don't play in them puddles no more. Stop it. <laughs> but You'll what ruin if, the shoes. You will ruin them shoes, okay? But what if playing in puddles is somehow connected to your love of water? And what if that love of water is, you know, hey, I, I love bath time. And what if you could give us five to six different ways to enjoy a soothing bath? That would so be, we, yes. So we look at things and we go, oh, it doesn't mean anything. That's wrong. It does. It does mean something. What you enjoyed as a child, a lot of times are connected to different passions that you have. And so we want to touch on those things and see if we can narrow down one and give you some clarity on how you could you can begin to incorporate that in your life. Because being able to incorporate that passion is also going to open up the door for self-care for you because these are things that you love and you enjoy and things that we love and enjoy those things replenish us all of these things are connected and it starts with us understanding who we are our life you're getting me excited kevin <laughs> i'm talking about stuff i love <laughs> i know what and also isn't it true that if, if you have a balanced life and mm -hmm. you are working to live your passion, you're a better human being and you're a better, nicer person to people around you. You're a nicer person to yourself. Let's start there. Yeah. You're nicer because now you understand the things that you enjoy and that make you happy and that you can get fulfillment from. Guys, when we feel more fulfilled, we feel more confident. When we feel more confident, we, we have better personal satisfaction. When you have better personal satisfaction, that comes from the inside and it exudes out of you. And we become better people, not just for us, but for people around us. You know, and again, it starts with knowing you. It's, it's just that simple in us figuring out who we are, what we like, where our passions lie and how do we incorporate these things in our life so that we can live a purposeful life that that we're just enjoying and i say it so many times we got one shot y'all one shot at this thing i ain't trying to mess it up are you i want to leave here knowing that i poured out everything that i was supposed to i used all of my talents i used all of my gifts and that I change someone's life with it. Nobody have to know about it. You can be feeding the kids in the neighborhood because you love to cook so much and you have a passion, you know, for children. So the fact that you love to cook, the fact that you love children, you give kids in the neighborhood sandwiches after school every day. Do you know that is powerful and impactful and, and it will give you a sense of fulfillment? they'll give you fulfillment and fulfill the kids and they'll keep coming back they will come back 
You who not coming back for that sandwich? I'm coming for the sandwich. Yeah, it's like it's like Halloween. We always go to the the, the houses that give the you know the nice big candy bars, yeah. and, and the ones who give away the little rock candy piece. No, we're like, we don't go there. Hmm. We're like, hmm, okay. <laughs> tell, us about, <laughs> tell us about, and I love the way you do this. Uh, it's a little play on words, but it's the power powerful woman. Yes. Um, and and which is and women, women do not understand how powerful that they are and they can yeah. utilize that in a myriad of ways. And they poo poo it because they've always poo pooed it. And that's a generational thing. And I know you're working to change all of that, aren't you? Yes, absolutely. I find women to be fascinating and that takes absolutely nothing from our amazing men, but both of us hold such great value in different ways. And I just want the value that women hold to be recognized, not just them recognize it, but recognize in our society. You know, women are the backbones for so many things. We have so many things on our plate. We have, um, we have, there's so many facets to us. There, there's so much generosity and love in women, you know, as a whole and, and just their strength. I want us to be able to recognize the power that that's in us. And so that we can be able to, to own that. And that is not seen as a, um, that is not seen as, as, you know, cocky or, or, or seen as, you know, you think that you're better. No, I, I'm owning the beauty that's in me and I'm not going to allow the world to tear it away from me anymore. And if we can get on that, you know, on that same mindset, men and women, we can just go so far. We both have value. We both have assets. We both have worth. It's just designed differently. Let's appreciate both ends of it. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Uh, the problem is that you have a lot of uh, nice gentlemen out there. Who... <laughs> That's not appreciating our power. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, nah, you're just a woman. You're, I, I'm, I'm a man. I've got, you know, and, and for some, for some men, I don't personally understand it because I have worked for some absolutely powerful women that are were were magnificent to work for mm -hmm. but there are some guys that just will not um will not cut the woman a break and and right and allow her to do her job and and they and they say, how do we change that is that just generational i think a lot of it is generational and i hope i hope that it's beginning to change a bit now but it all starts with us being looked at and valued for the people that we are and stop putting us in a box by the gender that we are. You know, stop looking at me saying, I don't deserve to make this amount of money because I'm this particular gender or, you know, or I shouldn't be in this particular position. And I think when we begin to, to look at women as amazing individuals, that's when things begin to change. So I'd like to believe, you know, that things are, are getting different. We, we have, we have a ways to go because we still have those wonderful gentlemen who, um, <laughs> who want to put a cap 
on how far women go or, or what women do or still want to be able to say you shouldn't have just because. You're right. Now, I'm about to say something that's very politically incorrect. <laughs> Are you ready? I am ready. That's why people get old and die. <laughs> because in order, if you, if you notice, <laughs> sorry guys, but if you notice that younger people have got a different attitude about yes. acceptance, about, mm -hmm. about the gay community, about race relations, um, they've got a completely different attitude yeah. than the mm -hmm. older people do. And as they become older and the older among us pass away, that's where real meaningful change. That works. That's where the different, you know, where the change is going to come through because I mean, you're absolutely right. At some point, this generation is going to, is, is going to go on and literally <laughs> <laughs> you're going to go on. <laughs> quite literally and and, you know, and uh um and and but that's the way that's the way god the universe however whoever you know you choose to call it that's that is the plan that in order to keep evolving forward if if you cannot change if you're 90 years old like my mother was god rest her soul rest her soul um and she was not she would not change under no circumstances would she she believed what she believed and that was that Mm -hmm. so, and so it, it now that she's passed on she's been enlightened a little bit and <laughs> uh and, and and it is uh um and, and so our society by the way we vote and everything else that we do is going to change over time yes yes okay. it's going to change it is changing you know and and for people um like your mom and those um of of that generation I don't take any, you know, anything from from you because you you were taught with the best knowledge of the generation before you. So at some point, someone does have to come along and say, I was taught with this information, but I'm willing to listen to other information. It doesn't mean that you're going to change your mind. It doesn't mean that you're going to jump on the bandwagon. But what it does do is it sparks a conversation, you know, and it sparks an opportunity because I there are some things in my life that I'm going to stand on no matter what. It is what it is, is what I believe, is what is who I am. But I think the problem comes in when we stand on what we stand on but we close ourselves to listen to what anyone else has to say. It doesn't mean that I'm gonna gonna ride with you or that it's gonna change my perspective, but I think there needs to be a, a, a general respect that we have for other people's different ideologies. And, and I, I don't understand why we can't do that. You know, I think that's my biggest thing. We're all different, we're people. I, don't, I never have to agree with you as long as I live on this earth, but why does that have to come with a disrespect? exactly exactly and we are entitled to our opinion absolutely we're not entitled to our own facts wait a minute that's a whole different show you know facts yeah. facts you know they kind of <laughs> I mean, because, because and, and here's a here's a fact women are as talented as men that is and a great fact it's it's absolutely <laughs> true and and people are people and mm -hmm. we need to start treating people equally um, regardless of the race, religion, who they yes. love, who they, yes. and, and all of those things. 
exactly we can and i believe that we can do that we can get there that's why this show exists and that's why you're on this show is because you're working to make that happen every day thank you thank you and you are absolutely right i think the problem the way i see it is we're we're not looking at our fellow man as our fellow man you know we're not looking at people as people we experience the same things we experience hurt we experience joy you know we some some of us experience parenthood some of us experience being being spouses some of us experience so there needs to be the open-mindedness to us relating as people and i really believe that when we start to do that and again i see where things where things are changing but it just seems like there's so much you know that that needs to be done it it kind of feels overwhelming sometimes it is but stay the course yes people like us need people like you to do what you're doing and we and we need people like you because you you putting it out there and you're opening up many many opportunities well and i i'm doing this because you you fascinate me (laughs) <laughs> because you, you, you're doing such amazing work now before we go we need to talk about the the next book that you did which is power minds yes yes i love yeah. you know that is actually a quote book because i used to put quotes on facebook and so you know people would ask where, where are you finding these quotes at you know where you and i'm like they, they're they're running around in my head somewhere <laughs> They're just, they're just floating. (laughs) And so I decided to take, I want to say it's maybe about 40 quotes and I wanted to take those quotes and put them in one place. And in there, I broke them down into three sections. You know, um, you, the woman, which are quotes that empowers you, something that you could just snatch out of your pocket to empower yourself. The next one is you, the woman of God, which I really wanted it to be as if God was speaking to you to help again, give you that encouragement and that empowerment. And the next one is you, your fellow woman's uh, woman's keeper for you to be able to empower another woman and speak those things into her life. And I put all those together because at the end of the day, when we're our fellow woman's keeper and we're empowering them, we're creating a new generation and we're creating legacies of strength and love and power and so those are the things that i wanted to pour into my my legacies which are my children and so those were were thoughts and those were quotes that came from from a power woman me (laughs) to pour into her legacies which was my my daughters and i wanted to be able to share those things with others you know, and the other thing that you do, and you mentioned it here, and by the way, go to Shelly's website, which again is Shelly Mache, and it is M-E-C-H-E-T-T-E, um, and, and .com, and go there because she's got some great stuff. And one of the things you say is that broken women mm-hmm. raise broken girls. And yes. It's a generational thing because that little girl grows up and becomes a mother and she does the same thing that her mother did Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. we have to break the pattern somebody's got to break the pattern we have to break the pattern and you know and some sometimes people may be offended when i say broken women raise broken girls and i want people to understand that 
brokenness is nothing to feel offended about. There are pieces of us that unfortunately life ha has broken or someone has broken or, you know, or society, whatever it is. And so instead of us healing those pieces of us, relationships may have broken it. But instead of us healing those pieces, we begin to limp. And we don't take the opportunity to really get to the root of the hurt of the pain so that we can truly heal and not live from our broken pieces. And so until we learn how to to heal and until we're willing to heal and go back to the pain in order to heal, we'll always be pouring from broken vessels, which isn't fair to ourselves or those who are learning from us. And it's a lot of it falls to the fact that other people have abused you yeah. when you were a child. Yes. And you had the first thing I'd like to say is that's not your fault. Absolutely. You no control over Absolutely. It. No control over that at all. You should not feel guilty about it in any way, shape, or form. Angry would be an appropriate thing to feel. Absolutely. And you but, even need to work through that for the healing. Have every right to be angry, bitter, you know, put up that guard. None of these things are are wrong, but we have to be able to properly work through them in a healthy manner so that you become the best woman and the best version of who you are, male or female. You want to become the best version of who you are so that you'll be able to offer that best version to those those who are around you. Absolutely. By the way, you are you are phenomenal. Did you know that? <laughs> Thank you so much. Well, I hang out with phenomenal people. I mean, come on. <laughs> you are you. It's it's just it's just great that uh, and I really wish you a lot of success with what you're doing because Thank you you can impact people's lives. Thank and you so much. <laughs> So before we go, I want to give you the opportunity to speak to our audience, the ones that are listening now or the ones in the future, to say anything that you would like them to know. What I want you to know is that you were created with destiny. You were created with purpose. I think that a lot of times we don't let that sit in. We don't let that soak in, that there's no one on this planet like you, literally, no one. I don't even care if you're a twin. There's no one on this planet like you. When you were created, hey, that design was thrown away because you were the only one to get it. Let that soak in how special and amazing and incredible you are. And I want you to always remember that you you have a you have a wonderful, phenomenal, phenomenal life that's just waiting on you to experience it. And if you need any any help walking in that life, understanding that life, understanding your passion, your purpose, and how to break down uh, the clarity and the goals that you need, I am here for you. I'm here. <laughs> and you can actually, and again, download my freebie, www.shellymache.com slash freebie for my guide, five powerful ways for you to discover your purpose. Let's do this. I'm willing to bet that after a call with you, people feel uplifted and real positive about life. I, I hope so. I haven't got anyone to, to leave a negative, you know, comment yet. So <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't think, I don't see how that could happen. 
right, you right, know. Right. So I I believe honestly, I believe that I I was created to to love others. I believe that I was created and I I hope and pray that God gives me many years to hug people and and to smile. I don't have to know who I impact. I just want to wake up every morning and I want God to put me on the path to impact. I don't need to know about it, but if I save one life because I smiled and, and told you, you know, that I like your hair or I made a comment on how beautiful your chain is or thank you for your customer service, whatever it is, I want to be able to be used in that space to give life to someone else. That That's beautiful. Thank you. That's 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 really awesome. And by the way, um, we, we have to go, and so I want you to stay right there. But just remember, I'm glad you didn't say anything about my hair. We'll be right back. <laughs> Thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of KMMedia.pro. Please visit our website, oddly enough, named KMMedia.pro, for more details about us and our mission which is to provide great, positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember, be kind to each other, because each other's all we